is a round table. It's a Star Wars session special. Yeah, it is a round table. It's a Star Wars session special. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Roundtable Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Herd, and joining me as ever in the cockpit of this Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. He's a man who's so spicy, they've named an area after him, the Blice Mines of Kessel. Oh, yes. (laughs) He's done it, people. Bly puns on the round tables again. Nah, so thank you, Matty. Good. So good. <laughs> We're here, mate. We've got a naughty round table for your ears. We are talking this week all about Clone Wars Season 7, and we got some juicy opinions for your ear holes. So, should we, should we introduce our guests, Matty boy? I think so, yeah. It's a lovely round table we've got. A very handsome and beautiful round table, so let's do it. Yeah, let's do it, mate. Okay, so first up, really, he doesn't need any introduction. You might know him as Tom Jones II. You might not even know him as royalty because he's none other than the King of Wales. Luke Summerfield, say hello, mate. Hello there. Hello there. Welcome to the sessions, mate. You have been a supporter of ours from the early days and we love you. We know that people love your opinion, so we are so happy to have you on, mate. Yeah, it's good to be on. Can we get stuck into this? Oh, it's going to be large, mate. Look, Listen to those Having Welsh it large. Accents. Having it large. Listen to that Welsh accent. <laughs> now, is it true you've had a wine or two? I've had uh, two glasses of jam shed, and now I'm having a a swift little rum just to calm the mood. <laughs> a swift little rum. We don't let him pilot the ship tonight. No. What an absolute unit! <laughs> All right, and now up next, another another day oneer supporter of the show, legend brings the spice. You know her, you love her. It's Katie Stubbs. Katie. <laughs> Hello. Hey, welcome to the show, Katie. Are you ready to get down on that Clone Wars spice? I'm all about that Star Wars bounce. Let's go. All right. Okay. There we go. There we go. Katie's like pro. She's she's roaring to go. She's loving it. She's doing the castle run in less than 12 parsecs. (laughs) (laughs) She's heading to those blush mines. She's rounding down. Katie I'm going to be it. like, I'll do it in less than 10, but I don't want to just, I don't want to put that out there. No, that's it. That <laughs> is it. She's like, yeah, I'll do it in, I'll do it in six seconds, mate. Oh, I am the um, kettle run. And then, and then now, now our next person's going to bowl it in and he's going to slap us all silly because he's going to come in and he's going to say he can do the Kessel run in four seconds. It's Martin Mead. Hello there. Local Hello boy, Hello there. Huh? Local boy. So we got... We got another Essex boy on the podcast, on the round table, legend, Martin Mead. Where, whereabouts in Essex are you from again, Martin? I'm near Malden. Very nice part of Essex. Near Malden. Oh, man, I love Malden. That is so nice. Malden that is so summer is lovely. good. So good. It's good. I'm very lucky. It's so good <laughs> in the in the summer. There's a pub in Malden. I can't remember what it's called, like in the promenade. I always go there to get a pint. It's a long way from Brentwood, so it makes it all worth it. But So we've got a little local boy, huh? 
uh, uh, the Hertfordshire legend and the King of Wales on tonight, and obviously that golden <laughs> hair of Luke. So it's not a bad uh, round table, is it, mate? No, it's not bad at all. It's not bad at all. And this topic we're covering is a very good one. It is a very good one. I've, obviously, we've already mentioned it. It is the Clone Wars Season 7. Now, Matty Boy, I don't think it's unreasonable to say this has probably been one of the most anticipated animated seasons of all time. Um, obviously, we know there was a massive gap between season six and season seven, mm. uh, when Disney bought Lucasfilm, they halted production on Clone Wars and they moved to Rebels. Now they've come back and they're tying it all together. Um, so we are dividing this into three sections, aren't we, Matty Boy? We are indeed. We're going to divide it into the arcs that we saw in season seven. And at the end, we're going to then kind of have a little discussion. What do we think about the the season overall and comparatively with the season, the series, sorry, um, the return, you know, for some people, this is a huge deal. So, you know, what could that mean for them? But yeah, this was a big old, a big old thing. This was when it was re-announced because we had the hashtag bring back the Clone Wars or save the Clone Wars um, movement, which was going on for years. And then Lucasfilm and Filoni dropped the bomb. Hashtag Clone Wars saved the trooper helmet. Bosh, the world, you know, the world is done. Um, I think when this was first announced, I think me and Lukey Boy were... We weren't as excited as the rest of the world, I think, if I remember from our shows. We were still up for it, yeah. but we we were more Rebels boys. But I'm since re-watching the Clone Wars for our Patreon shows, I, I've sort of been diving in more. I was like, actually, this, this Clone Wars thing's actually quite good, isn't it? And I got more and more pumped for it. And obviously, when the marketing was coming out in the trailers, I was re- I really started to dig it. So, as I say, we're going we're gonna to pro- uh, make it up into arcs now. So, the first arc we are discussing was the bad batch arc the 41st arc of the entire series and i know luke bly can easily name off the other 40 but we haven't got time for that today the bad batch was part of the animatics that are on starwars.com i think like 2015 they dropped um so the bad batch arc what was gonna the arc that was gonna lead us off after years in the wilderness lukey boy luke summerfield king of wales you've seen this what did you think of it well how cool are those bad batch clone ace very cool (laughs) Some might say, some might say they're so good. So good. <laughs> Each with their own abilities, like the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> that's true. That is true. They're jumping around all over the place, and that's the point: is that we we've never seen clone troopers quite no, like that, have we? They've all got um, mutations and different abilities. Yeah, yeah, and there's a scientist one. Big up the scientist. We got, we got Hunter. He was like Rambo, wasn't he? Yeah, with the skull on his mask. And then we got Rekka, who's like the Hulk. Crosshair, the sniper. And then Tech, who's uh, a bit like Donatello from the Ninja Turtles. They, they weren't subtle when choosing <laughs> yeah. their names, were Tech. they? No, no, I mean, Tech, it's like, oh, I wonder what he's going to be. Crosshair. <laughs> Rekka. Yeah. Which is weird. That's such a Star Wars thing, isn't it? Because there are some like proper normal stuff. They're like, we'll name that the craziest thing in the world. And then like other things, it's like, yeah, that's just what it is. You know, vac tube. Yeah. And the most right, obvious. Yeah. It yeah. gives you it gives you those vibes of World War Two though, don't they? The like uh Kelly's heroes or mm-hmm. the dirty dozen. That's a good the ones that, Yeah, the ones that do the stuff behind the scene and not much recognition for them. 
I mean, you don't, or you, you can just look at some of them and know what they're capable of and what they're going to do. I mean, you look at Wrecker, you know, he's just going to lift a lot of stuff or whatever, <laughs> like they'll bash through some walls. But I mean, like, if you didn't know that, at least the name's there to clarify. Yeah, and Hunter yeah, exactly. looks like Rambo, who was a hunter and a very good uh, warrior. He was a, but he could detect waves in the ground. But you know, I didn't mind the actual art when they, or they were called the Clone Force 99, weren't they? After yeah. 99. Yeah. Yeah. Good old 99. Gives you, gives you feels straight away because you think of 99 straight I remember away. that scene when he passed away. I was like, oh, not you, 99. Not Clone you, Force. 99. No. Clone Force. Yes, that's it. it. Space Force. It, it's, a little, it's a little naff. I'll level with you. That's my two pence anyway. Um, but honestly, I think one of the things for me was the intro of this arc. you got a bunch of clones. You've got a bunch of droids. They're battling on this like bridge, and again, like Luke Summerfield said, Lukey Boy said, um, massive World War Two vibes. Like that reminds me of a few old World War Two films, you know, just like having a battle, one side on one side of the bridge, the other side on the other side of the bridge, battling it out. There's kind of a little bit of a stalemate. I thought that was sick, Martin. How did yes. you feel about the introduction to that arc of the Clone Wars? I thought it was really good. And I the first thing that stood out for me was the team ethics and the graphics behind it as mm. well. I, I was blown away. I just couldn't get over it. Yeah, you you could definitely... Yeah, it was stunning. You could definitely tell the jump in quality. I mean, every season of Clone Wars, it keeps getting better and better. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know our boy Isaac, Pevy... He's he's not seen Clone Wars. I think he tried watching season one and he couldn't get past it. He was like, nah, mate, this ain't for me. And I was talking to him like a few weeks ago, and I think he'd seen it on Twitter anyway, about watching the last season. You know, do you need to have much context of the rest of the series to watch it? I don't think you do. No, I, I don't think I, you I do. Don't, I would say, I yeah, personally, I don't think you do. No, no you, as long as you've seen Revenge of the Sith and Attack of the Clones, you'd be all right. I think some it, it, some it, background exactly. helps with little moments like like Clone yeah, Force like, ninety nine. Oh. That's that's either that that's quite a nice little callback. Rex um, Admiral Trench, who's obviously like the the villain who's come back for this. Um, the more I guess um, the little moments, Fives and Echo when they mention Fives, you know, we're going to find out more yes, about him. Yes, yeah. Fives and Echo yeah. when they go to find him. I mean, if you hadn't seen any of that from the other seasons, you will be like. Okay, who, who, who's, who the hell is this guy? But I guess, yeah, you could just go in fairly blind or you could do a quick like um, YouTube for the seasons one to six recap and someone could probably fill you in. Or see like big moments or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously with Clone Wars, it's obviously I love it, but there is a there is still filler in there. That you oh, yeah. Isn't, oh, yeah. It's, it's not needed, but obviously we still enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, Clone Wars has a lot of highs, phenomenal highs, mm. but it, it has lows. Can I just say as well, it is definitely not a kids show. Mm -mm. Certainly, it's awesome. Yeah, I'd agree. That's what Star Wars does, though. It grows, like certain things grow with its audience, Mm -hmm. just like the prequels did. You know, Phantom Menace has a lot of different tones to Revenge of the Sith, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, you know? Um, I know it's slightly unrelated, but it it always reminds me of uh, Jim Henson and uh, the Dark Crystal, Mm. right? He made these like puppets and stuff and, and a story that was scary and, you know, a little bit sad and frightening to a little kiddie. But he firmly believed, you know, kids should be scared in a healthy way. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. they should totally. see yes, and definitely. experience 
you know, sadness and tragedy. And that is something that we shouldn't just hide and, you know, make them blind to that because that's not how real life works. Yeah. And I, I think actually Clone Wars, especially as Matty Boy kind of pointed out, as it goes on, it definitely has that. You know, you lose characters you love. I was going to say, no, Clone Wars is pretty good, I think, with because obviously people say Star Wars is good for teaching obviously everybody, but I feel like kids' lessons and hope and all that type of stuff. And obviously the best things about Clone Wars is obviously you get that beginning with like, and they always have the quote or whatever that's pretty, you know, I feel like those quotes in themselves are like little lessons kids could actually take to heart. Yeah. Yes. yes. I yes. agree with that. Yes. They're a bit yeah, like life yeah. lessons. Yeah, it's like a fortune cookie, isn't yes. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not as tasty. Yeah, exactly. And now here's one thing, right? Who... And I don't know if it's just me. I, I don't. I haven't done a direct comparison. I'm just going off memory here. This is how it happens, guys, on the podcast. Um, Obi Wan Kenobi in this season looks hella different than he. And I don't. I, I'm. I focus in on details like that, but his eyes are so different. I mean, they all kind of look more like well the ones obviously that are, are in revenge of the sith so anakin obi-wan they all kind of look more like their revenge of the sith counterparts like anakin's obviously hair's longer and obi-wan i feel like i can definitely see i can see parts of it i could definitely agree with you that they look a lot better and they look they look a lot better because of the animation quality obviously but they look i do look different yes for sure, and I think I think they're trying to tie that in. But even like it had a bit more of like a rebels look to it, where the eyes were just a smidge smaller. The eyes were slightly smaller. The details were more pronounced and stuff. Yeah, I think make them more lifelike. I think yes, which yeah. was a great, great shout mm-hmm. the, for this the animation season. In this was just awesome because I mean, people love the rebels animation and people like the resistance animation, but this. This is the kind of animation, and I know we're kind of diverging a bit from the Bad Batch, but this kind of animation is exactly what I'd want going forward. If they're going to do another animated series, make it look as good as this. I mean, they only did, they only did 12 episodes. Is that for budgetary reasons, or is that just to, you know, uh, like a gesture? We're going to keep the Clone Wars going, but here's 12 episodes. But these four, these four episodes, this, this is what, one third of the final episodes of the Clone Wars. As a starting four, we had some big moments, like obviously meeting the Bad Batch, Echo is alive. Anakin has his Skype call with Padme. We see she's pregnant. Rex knows all yeah, about it. Yeah, she covers him. That's it. Kenobi knows about it. Um, and then obviously <laughs> Anakin finishes trench off. So we get some conclusion. But for these first four episodes, do you reckon, knowing that this is it now, we've only got 12 episodes, do you think this is a good start for the final season? We're only getting 12 episodes. I think it was pretty much a literal banger. Literal banger. <laughs> yeah, you, it, know, it, the, you know, literal banger. coming in and banging up. <laughs> everything you know it was just great and never was my favorite types of like i loved obviously the last arc which we'll get to but i feel like i would then take the bad batch arc mm-hmm. as probably my, my second favorite arc because i'm all about the clones and it's really the clone wars that made me and obviously a lot of other people fall in love with the clones and makes me want to see actual stories of like you know can we see what like the bad batch have been up to between obviously season six and season seven, the Clone Wars, like, can we see what they've been up to? Like, that's how much I love like watching just the clones. Because mm-hmm. um, and it, and there's a big credit to D. Bradley Baker for giving them all their obviously their individual personalities. Because he obviously voiced all of them, even every member of the Bad Batch, and he could put on like a insanely different voice for each of them, which is insane. Yeah. What about you, Lukey yes. Boy? Yes. Which and on, on, we need to come up with a role. It's Lukey Boy, or AKA Beefcake, and it's King of Wales. <laughs> <laughs> 
the Welsh <laughs> beefcake. Uh, Lukey, uh, King of Wales, <laughs> what are you thinking, mate? Well, it, it plays into Revenge of the Sith as well, that when Anakin finally sees Padme, mm-hmm. you know he's been away in that battle in the outer sieges for a long time. Good shout. And it, and it, you see the conversation between him and Mace, and they're trying to get it ended there and then, because mm-hmm. it's gone on for such a long time. So when you finally sit down for Revenge of the Sith, you realise how long Anakin's been away from Padme. That is a good yeah, shout. I don't know where he's been. I never even gave that a thought. No, I hadn't thought about it. I'll level with you. That is a sick point, Lukey boy. Because we know he's been there gone are, for I can a long say time. It. <laughs> uh, that's a classic point. Now, guys, I, I, look, I, I hope, don't take me as a complete negative Nelly, but Flaming Eck, what's with the flying droids? <laughs> Oh yeah, they, they yeah. fly now. Can hear Martin? They fly now. Can you hear him? They fly now. They fly now. They reminded me of naked animatronics from Jurassic Park, like like <laughs> dinosaurs without the flesh on top. <laughs> yeah. They, they yeah. were bizarre. They didn't look right, did they? They didn't. Mm. It just seemed. It seemed like it was a bit of a stretch. Like it would be the sort of thing that I could see. Like on a, on a on a desk somewhere on a con, a concept artist desk, and it's for Star Wars, and there's and it's a, a, like a droid in the background, maybe just like one of them, but an army of them. <laughs> You'd think, hang on, why aren't these guys being used left, right, and center? Yeah, these they, they, they pretty just handy. Fight those, um, oh, what were they called? Uh, flying pterodactyls, the native. <laughs> I can't think. I wrote it down somewhere. Those, um... Oh, I can't find it. Yeah, Matty Boy. I think Matty Boy mentioned it. Was it, it? the Kiridax? Yes, that's it. Boom. It's the name of the third episode. Yeah, no, I think they were. They could have probably done with a few more of those. Flying droids, I mean, there's nothing's as bad as the... I don't know what you guys think, but uh, not Lukey Bly, Bly will agree, but the Sabre Copters... No, okay, that's handy. Then. Don't give me started. This is sounding like vintage sessions right now. Me complaining Sa- about the saber copters. I forgot about those. Oh, mate, I won't let you forget They're those. Cannon. Exactly. They they just cannon. needs to keep things on the ground, and then we. Love yeah. Them. Yeah. You watch. Yeah, you watch. Well. Next in the next fallen order, that's going to be one of the abilities you can not. You that's can it. You can Hey, you need to get to that cliff over there. No problem. That's it. Right, um, so for the Bad Batch, what were you thinking then? In terms of Martin, my friend, in terms of the best, what do you remember most from the Bad Batch? So the four, what's your kind of outstanding memory of it before we kind of give any, talk about any more arcs? And then we'll go on to obviously Lukey and Katie. But Martin, if you think the Bad Batch arc, what's coming to mind? Coming to mind straight away is our boy Echo. Mm. Mm -hmm. Haunted looking Echo. Finding Echo. Mm. That's true. That was heartbreaking in a little bit, wasn't it? Especially if you if you've been brought up with the Clone Wars, that was like it's for me. That was like the realization of yeah, we're getting real close to when these guys are pretty much going to be redundant, and when these guys are going to be turning on the Jedi. Yeah, I just I just have a thought. No, wonder what happens to Echo after Order sixty six. Well, did the Bad Batch um, participate? In Order 66, that's yeah. the question everyone's asking. So you do I'd not want to be know, yeah. around when Wrecker cha- suddenly turns on you. <laughs> yeah. I imagine they did. But then again, would they? Because they're malfunctioning. That's like they're, they're, mal- they're malprogrammed or whatever they want to be called. So maybe they didn't have the, the thing in it. But Echo, would Echo have the chip in his head? He, I don't know what he could have done. 
Yeah. You could have gone... Because the separatists could have found it and taken it out or not realised what it was. Well, this is it. The, whatever yeah. that stuff he was um, connected to may have negated it or something, but that is an interesting point. Um, Katie, you were going to jump was... on that, were you? I was going to just... I had a um, recent conversation with someone on Twitter about that, like, you know, someone asking that question, like, I wonder what became of them when Order 66 went down. And I actually possibly think they didn't participate in it because they were already in quotes defects anyway so i would i would imagine their chip would have been possibly also like defected if that makes sense yeah yeah that's a good point and that would again answer that could answer a question why else would they had these superhuman strengths but could it be that the inhibitor chip caused something in them to malfunction hence why they were kind of like you know thrown to one side but um yeah seeing echo back again after assuming he died in the citadel arc that was a big deal and again they've they've that's something that Star Wars does quite well is they did it with, um, well, I kind of did it with Luminara in Rebels, if you know what I mean, bringing back characters and using them for manipulative ways. But yeah, that was, um, wasn't, that wasn't nice to see, but I, he did get his uh, ending with the Bad Batch. So I would have liked to have seen Echo with more of the, his, the actual clones. So that bit felt a bit more emotional to me, but um, uh, Katie, Bad Batch, number one moments for you, or, or some of the best moments. I want to say just mainly, I loved all of it because, as I said, it was probably one of my top favorite arcs. Obviously, minus the last arc, which is, I think, the best moly for everybody. But, um, but just the intro of them, you know, how they actually all come off the ship, and there's the music from um, Kevin Kiner in the background, mm. and they've, you know, they're all coming off in their own way, and then you got the end, like boom, boom, wreckers off the ship, the cavalry has arrived, like that. <laughs> that that's, it's just great. It's great. I loved it so much, and you know, then you when you got into the combat side of things, you could see individually, there was a really awesome scene of just seeing what each of them can do. Mm. Like obviously wreckers wrecking stuff, you know, the um, um, crosshairs sniping stuff. And then you got tech doing, the, tech, you know, sneaking on the side, stuff. teching stuff. Yeah. And, and then um, <laughs> Hunter going all Rambo. And it's, it was just a great way to show off, obviously what they can all individually do. And I will just say record was probably my favorite out of the group. Cause he, he lifted a, a ship, essentially. <laughs> he could lift the ship, Who needs which the force? is insane. Yeah, he saved Cody. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. it, and because Cody was really damaged, wasn't he, or injured in the crash, and we all know what happened to Commander Cody in Revenge of the Sith, firing on Kenobis. And I did personally say, I uh, personally just want to say, I, I enjoyed the story of, like, obviously at the beginning, they're like, what What did they call the the normal clones? Regs. Regs. Yeah. They call them like regs, so it's almost like a school thing going on, like, Maybe like a little bit like of a bully, like bullying the norm, the other like the normal other kids or whatever. But then that jerk... why they didn't like the regs because it just. I'm obviously I know it's just a fun story point, but did they ever say we don't like the normal clones because? I, I reckon it's because they they get to follow their own rules essentially. They don't have really a commander like the Jedi really. Like you know, obviously Obi Wan commands Cody, Anakin commands Anakin. Um, no, sorry, Anakin commands Rex. I meant sorry. I was going to say they probably prefer doing things their own way and getting the missions done themselves. Yeah, they don't look like they're the indie kids. They're the the emo kids. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and the regs. That's where that's where you just go and get your sausage rolls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Well, I wish I had the badam lined up here. I haven't got any more. So all I will do. That's like straight from the Star Wars joke book. The nap. Dude, we should have ended a set round table off. We've given these lads uh, one each. But King of Wales. What you what were you thought what you kind of like overarching thoughts about the bad batch and your favourite kind of moment? Well, I love the bad batch, but my favourite moment was when Anakin finally confronts and defeats Trench. Mm, yes. 
and mm. and you and you trench is expecting to be taken as a prisoner, and then you you see that little <laughs> dark side of Anakin again, and Anakin just stabs him right through the heart, and then trench just curls up like a little spider, and then you hear, you hear <laughs> Palpatine's theme as well a little bit as well, yeah. You? Love it. Um, Love yeah, it. I like the ending of. I like the fact that they actually got rid of Trench finally because he, he did seem unkillable. Because the fact that we thought he killed him originally, then they mentioned it. Didn't he die in like a battle over Malastare? And now he's back again. It's nice to see you know Anakin behind closed doors, just, just taking care of business, uh, which is like how we know he's going to be in a, in a few more weeks' time. Um, I my I think my, my favorite part was um, the bit on the bridge with uh, where Obi Wan Kenobi is struggling to overpower the droids. Anakin walks in, he's like, I've just won my battle. I thought I'd come and help you out. Swaggers onto the battlefield like Luke does. And basically just, you know, dodges blaster bolts like Han Solo in the special editions. And takes out a tactical droid. The clones come from under the bridge on their jetpacks. Jetpacks, Luke. And um, they just storm them and win. And I thought, you know, that's got pure fun Clone Wars, that is. And it also set up the kind Mm. of banter slash relationship with Kenobi and... um, Anakin. So I, as for the bad batch, I, I thought it was decent. My only bugbear was uh, most a lot of people already seen it on StarWars.com, so it did feel like a bit of a rehash of something we'd already been given for the first arc of the season. But I liked it. But what about you, Lucky Boy, Lucky Bly Boy? Um, yeah, I thought it was a great introduction. To be honest, it set a lot of tones for the Clone Wars. It felt like Clone Wars because obviously there's always that thing in your mind that well, this is post Disney. Um, takeover so you know it could feel different uh, it could look different but it turns out it looked different in a better way mm. it was an improvement and in terms of storytelling and feeling it felt like we were back in the Clone Wars again and you know like you've already mentioned Matty Boy I'm more of a Rebels fan I still am to be honest um, but wow man this this was a solid start it was a solid start and it, you know it got me really hyped for because what episode was it when it kind of caught up with the US and we were getting the same episodes as the US was it by the the fourth I think it's the start of the Siege of Mandalore yeah it's the final Siege because we we got a couple of episodes uh, each week or and then it went to one episode we We got two that's it and we finally caught up on the in the final arc but um yeah I had a a good time all right then well ignore that then (laughs) I've well, never there we go. Anything I... you say, mate. No, none of us would. I reckon it could have been three episodes like this, to be honest. I'll level with you, yeah. I think that is a Clone Wars thing, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I And we'll get to that in a little bit. And, <laughs> and do you know what? We'll get to that very soon. Let's do um, it, mate. <clears throat> because we're now on to Arc 2, um, which was called the Martez Arc. The well, Martez Ahsoka's Arc. Journey, I think they officially called it now. Is it yeah. Ahsoka's journey? Oh. Hmm. Journey. Okay. How many episodes was this? Four. Four again, mate. Three too many. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I listen. I liked. I see. One of the things I love about Clone Wars, and I think Star Wars needs to do a bit more of in the future, is going to Coruscant and going to these like rough. Blade Runner esque mm-hmm. cityscapes where it's grotty, where there's a lot of people, where there's you know neon signs and rubbish on the floor yeah. and stuff. You know, I really like that. I really like that. And that's actually, I just watched Attack of the Clones the other day. I think when they're in Coruscant in Attack of the Clones, like down on the streets, I think that's sick. I think it's sweet. In the nightclubs it's, and stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. exactly. And I think it's a very interesting part of Star Wars. So that perspective really, um, I, I was really attracted to and I really enjoyed. And it, again, it re- it was reminiscent of earlier Clone Wars arcs, you know, where um, Ahsoka is on Coruscant, where the guys are on Coruscant. So, you know, I I enjoyed that. I thought... It just felt a bit like a detour, though. Now, the funny thing is, is I'm pretty sure Ashley Eckstein on Twitter was saying, you, you know, you need to see this arc. And I think she was implying it more than anything. But I, I got the feeling she was kind of saying, you need to see this arc to understand the rest of the season, to see how Ahsoka has grown. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'll level with you guys. You know, I didn't get that vibe. I, I Go on. Someone take it from me. Who, who's that? Is that... I mean, yeah, I will say it's you get you get little little tiny moments of character development in there from Ahsoka, like little bit. But I can't, I, honest for the life of me, I can't call on those moments exactly. And I feel like that's how it is with the with this entire arc. Like it wasn't badly written or anything like that. It was still enjoyable, but I reckon if you took if you, yeah if you took away this arc and just had the Bad Batch, Siege of Mandalore, like all the six six stuff, would this season have been any different? Not really. I mean, we had two characters introduced, the Martez sisters, which I guess now that they're, they're two characters for the future if they want to bring them in somewhere. But that's probably about it, really, <laughs> for me. Some good animation and all that, sorry. Some good animation and all that. But but yeah, I agree. It's, uh, you know, it was it's still enjoyable to watch, but yeah, for, forgettable. Forgetful, sorry. Forgettable is the word. <laughs> oh, Martin. <laughs> oh. I'm going to throw my two pence in and um, I'm going to be different from everyone else. Go for it. This is what we love. Naughty boy. Come on, gloves are (laughs) off. You know what? I um, I saw a lot of disagreement regarding the arc Mm -hmm. um, on the internet and from other people and stuff. But personally for me, it wasn't a hardship to watch because I I loved Solo and I, I, I dig that film. I watch it. Family love it. Um, that wasn't hard to watch either. So, uh, and in this arc, there was a lot of nods to that Kessel and seeing all the um, all the planet there and stuff and the travelling about and the spice, the dumping of the spice as well is a bit Han Solo like. Yeah. And the Pikes, we we saw more of the Pikes. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's it's a hard one because. Uh, I I like Solo. I like Solo. And I think this comes to the fact that with, with Solo, I can put it on and I can watch it and I remember it. I'll level with you guys. I've seen this arc once. I've seen this series actually just once. I've not rewatched it yet. Um, and I, this is what I can tell you about four episodes. Four episodes. Um Ahsoka turns up. They're they're the sisters. They get into prison. There are pikes. They get into prison. There are pikes. They get into prison. They get out of prison. There are more pikes. Prison and they break. Get out of prison. prison break. And, That's it. and yeah, yes, Katie, did, did you say prison break? I said prison right? break. Yeah. I see. Okay, yeah, prison break. Just on a little side rant. Prison break. Season one, Poor. genius. Season one, season incredible. two. 
Season two, okay, yeah, see where this is going. Season three is back in prison. You're back in prison. <laughs> season, season, season four, it's going all kinds of crazy. Season five, they're killing off people. Oh no, they're they're not. They're back at like. And then no, they bring back the show it. about three, yeah. four years later. And he's back in prison back again. In prison. <laughs> and he escapes in the first twenty seconds. But um, I can't deal with it. Lucky boy, Summerfield. What did you think about it? So, so Martin was a fan of it. Katie, not so much. Luke Bly, not so much. King of Wales. What side are you falling on? Well, I was a fan of the few moments where, because you couldn't just go from Ahsoka leaving the Jedi Order and then she just turns up the Siege of Mandalore and, you know, as you like to say, but yeah. go on, crack on. Um, <laughs> Did that connectivity. It, she learns a lot about what it was to be a true Jedi in that in that arc. It was a bit long, but she learns the, the devastating sides of the Jedi fighting in Coruscant against Cad Bane. And she she learns how to fight without sabers. Because mm-hmm. well, yes. have you noticed her outfit as well? She's got like like that seventies kung fu look, and she does a lot of martial arts. Yes, and uh, you, you're right on that point because the, the Martez sisters do say, you know, it was a Jedi who had a hand that all basically killed our parents. And one of the and when they did, the Jedi was basically like, "Sorry about the mess." It, it like Han Solo, you know, yeah. flipped them the court and clean up. Sorry, and they they kind of say it may have been Luminara Unduli. Who at the time were I like, oh, think she's, so. yeah, because she's got like green skin, and they basically say it was her, and it was a nice callback to the Cad Bane series, but uh, episodes. But um, I, uh, I thought they were fine. I thought it was okay. I didn't. Yeah. I, I don't agree with the with the stuff you get online about the Martez sisters. Oh, look mm. at their hair. Look at the way they speak. <laughs> I mean, one of them did have a slightly <laughs> not annoying accent, but um, that's coming from an Englishman. But I don't agree with the hoopla that, you know, they were, this is all this diversity rubbish. They're just characters in a story. Get over it. It's just, it's just characters in it's a story. It's all it is. Exactly. I My didn't son mind. wants I didn't, a haircut. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't mind. I didn't mind the arcs. I do the uh, series season, sorry, season, the arc. I think they could have, I do think they could have at least taken away Dangerous Debt, which was the third episode. Even though that's the one where you do find out about the Martyrs sisters not liking the Jedi, and of course that then Ahsoka finds out more about how the Jedi are viewed. But that is the one, as LB, Lukey Bly says, mm. they go to prison, they escape, they get imprisoned again, and and it is like that is kind of my overriding thoughts of this of this arc. Is that uh, can I? Sorry, no, yeah, go for it, Katie. Go on, add to say, it. Add to I will it. say because I'm I'm going to lie. There was one specific scene in this arc, and it actually. I think it is probably one of the most. Mem- I said it was forgetful, but I'm taking that back because there's one <laughs> moment now that's come to mind that is probably the most memorable of this entire season. And I can't. It's when they're leaving Coruscant, and I, I can't. And I, they pass a star destroyer that Anakin's on. Yep. And Anakin <gasps> can yes. sense Ahsoka, and it made me think of Return of the oh, Jedi when yes. Luke's yes. going to Endor and he senses him. And it was, and it was almost oh, the same thing. I think Yalaram was on the ship, mm-hmm. and he says, "Shall I hold them for inspection?" Which is exactly what is it Piet said yeah, to yeah. Vader about Luke. Yeah, and, it, and he went, "No, carry on, let them carry on." And that's what he said about Soka. proper Vader. So, isn't so, it? so that actually nice. resonated with me. It's very poetic, and I think I don't know if that was intentional. I would say it was intentional. <laughs> In our rhymes, uh, <laughs> no, that's a, that is a beautiful bit. That is a beautiful bit, but I th- and and actually you're right because I I I'll be honest I'll level with you I forgot about that bit. But, <laughs> I forgot about it uh, just now. I was like, <laughs> yeah, but that's why this sort of conversation is good because that's a that's a phenomenal moment. It is just the rest of it for me just feels forget forget forgettable. Yeah, you got me signing that, Katie. Um, <laughs> Come on, Luke boy. Yeah. 
<laughs> was, so you were wrong with it. <laughs> was this arc supposed to tie in though with the cancelled game thirteen thirteen? That's a good point. It's no, uh, no reason why it wouldn't Ooh. have done. I mean, it, obviously, I, I do feel part. I do feel it was there to because when you've got people like Bo Katan and Ursa Ren just start turning up in a hood on whichever planet, that that felt to me a bit like no, nah, just like pushing them in there. But yeah. if there was going to be a thirteen thirteen game or TV series, which was being written around the same time the Clone Wars was, then you know this could have maybe maybe this was one of the this could have been an unused script from like the hundred they had. Who knows, um, Martin. You like yeah. I, I'm I'm really interested because we're sitting here saying that it wasn't our favourite arc, and I know whether you're saying that it's yours or not. I want to know, you know, what is it about this arc? Because we're because we're saying it's okay. I want to know what what to you makes this like make makes this pretty literally so good. good. <laughs> okay, so yeah, um, for me this arc was pivotal um, because. We get to see Ahsoka reach the level of maturity that she has in the Siege of Mandalore. And what about the? Um, what did you think? And again, I, I don't agree with it. But the Martyr sisters as characters, I think they were fine for what they needed to be. I'm not sure we'll see them again, not for any uh, negative reason. But I think they've served their purpose. Um, what did you think about those those I, gals? I agree. I I think as characters in a story, they, as you said, they served their point. Um, they're part of the plot device. Um, I also liked how their story tied into the previous um, Clone Wars episodes, uh, i.e. mentioning their, their mum or their parents mm-hmm. and the Jedi accidentally killing them and then just walking off. Yep, just flipping that coin. Okay, um, same, same question for you then, mate. When you think of this arc, because you're the, you're the, you're the one who's enjoying it more than the rest, though I didn't mind it, what was the one or two things that really stand out? And you mentioned obviously Ahsoka gaining her maturity, but in terms of like a scene or a moment, because it may be hard to top that one that Katie mentioned though. When they reached the sisters and Ahsoka reached Kessel. Oh, <laughs> I, I just love that. Keeping in the lore and the history of Star yes. Wars. We know that planet. We've been there, we've seen it in Rebels and and obviously in Solo and and you know what's going to happen from there, the, the, the Kessel run. So, yeah, I liked that as well. Yeah, fair I'd enough. agree with that. Yeah, I'd I agree about with that. Kessel, even though it's part yeah, of the set there, yeah. That's a solid point. And I love when Star Wars comes together like that. And that's, mm. that is one of the great things about having someone like Dave Filoni and so many people who are obviously very passionate about the project involved because you're always going to have those sort of links. Um, is it now just Lukey Boy, Lukey Summerfield's opinion left? Is that right? Yeah, mate. What are you thinking, Lukey Boy? Like major moments and that from the Elk? Um, what I want to know is... Ahsoka reckons she learnt things in the Skywalker Academy, and is that a legitimate thing, or did she just make it up on the spot? Ooh, I think she made it up on the spot. Because ah. uh, I remember George Lucas saying that Skywalker was supposed to be a pretty common name in the galaxy, and yet we've only known <laughs> Luke, <laughs> Luke One being family. Anakin, and uh, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, and a Luke right. and a Ray. Yeah. <laughs> and Ray, yeah. <laughs> Ray Palpatine. But, yeah. Um, no, yeah, I, 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 if I can remember, I kind of thought it was just her way of being like, I just learned stuff at this place called Sky. I'm not a Jedi. I just learned stuff at this academy called Skywalker. It's like like a boxing gym. I just learned <laughs> stuff there. Do you know what I mean? But, um, she totally so, blagged it. <laughs> yeah, she's a proper blagger. Soka's gone from being a Jedi to a blagger. Um, 
So we've got the going back to Kessel, the Vader, sorry, not Vader, Anakin and Ahsoka sort of centering each other. I'm not sure. I can't think of any major moments that I liked from this arc. And I don't mean that in a absolutely hated this arc. I'm just trying to think what I really like. I think, I guess maybe the best part for me was that moment I mentioned, which was when the Martez sisters mentioned the Jedi were responsible for the parents' death. And it was Ahsoka then realising, actually, is this what the or the galaxy, even though it's like two people, are thinking about the Jedi and the Republic? Maybe maybe the, the Jedi and the Republic have a self-inflated view of themselves and actually everyone thinks they're a bit, you know, they're, they're almost like terrorists or or they're the bad guys as well. So I guess that was one of my favourite parts. But uh, Lukey Bly, I know you love this arc, so what was your outstanding moment? <laughs> uh, probably the prison break, to be honest, mate. <laughs> Which one? Um, Three, that four? Was Which one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Number eight. Um, no, I, I, I liked, this is going to sound a bit cheesy, I just really enjoyed seeing Ahsoka back on screen. She's mm-hmm. developed, she's grown a little bit. Um, her just like... First time we saw her this season, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Yes, it was. And it, it, that just felt really good. It's just, you know, I, I remember by the third episode, I was sitting there thinking, really, we got another episode of this? I was like scrolling on my phone. I like sometimes I, w- I would just, I've got super, I've got a super short attention span, right? So like, I, you know, if it does, if it really doesn't like draw me in, mate, I'm like whipping out the Instagram, looking at stuff. And I just found myself, you know, not, absolutely loving this episode there were moments to die for in it like uh katie said the scenes that that um that mirror uh vader you know oh, that's gorgeous that is that is absolutely brilliant what about more when he comes in a hologram and he mentions crimson dawn yeah 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 that old oh, no oh, yeah. i like to mention it the, crim- the crimson yeah. dawn mention that was keep- sick I always keep connecting that to the next arc, but I forget it was in the very like, in the last, last episode, episode of that me arc. Too. <laughs> I've just I've just remembered it, yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, and I think I think that's what's the problem here is because I I did kind of know you you can't help but feel that you know this is the last season. This is the last season, and I know what's next. As a Star Wars fan, I know what's next. Yeah, and I know there's only one arc left. So listen, this arc might have. I might have had a better vibe of it if it was a different season or if it was halfway during, you know, the last season, whatever. Um, oh, in the but, Lost Missions, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Six, yeah. Is, that, is that everybody thinking that? Or do you guys all think that that it could have been replaced with another arc, maybe? Or, do you, but could or was you, it vital? Could you have actually swapped it with the Bad Batch arc? Would that, would that have made sense? So have to this have as that, the opening To have that arc. first maybe i mean i, 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 I know just, it's not, I I know it's not it, as good as the bad batch but i feel and it's not obviously something that you know which it brings a new season in as i said you know the bad batch was a banger and all that but i just feel mm. maybe if you wanted to start off with i guess the less like what's the word you know like less i don't want to say not as exciting, not exci- exciting mm. but Okay, yeah, so. I, I hear you. I think it's because of the Ahsoka stuff. They wanted that to look kind of like stream, yeah, yeah. stream well. It just, for me, it just felt like it was a, four episodes was crazy. I don't think it warranted four episodes. The story that was actually told here, it, it could have been done in two. It could have been done in two. So that's my only grudge with it. Other than that, it leads in to some of the best of Star Wars. Forevs. I can't really argue with that. It's number three discussion point arc 
Mandalore, Siege of, just like Luke was saying. We await this one. We we knew the Bad Batch was coming. We'd already seen that before. The Ahsoka's journey um, had mixed results. Some people liked it, as Martin did. Others weren't so hot on it, as some of us weren't. Um, but that's the beauty of Star Wars. There's always something for everybody. But we knew what was coming. The Siege of Mandalore. This had been this had been mentioned for a long time. In the Ahsoka arc, uh, sorry, novel j- jumped on it, uh, and it's just something in fandom circles. The Siege of Mandalore. What's it all about? So this was the final four arcs, not just of season seven, but of the entirety of the Clone Wars. All 120 uh, plus episodes. We knew we were now in Revenge of the Sith territory. We were there. We knew what certain certain moments and events were going to happen in this, and they did happen. And everyone was kind of primed for this to be like it, like jaw-dropping, blockbuster TV, basically. And obviously when they opened up with that green, a uh, Lucasfilm limited production, they're like, oh, this is chills. like, right. Yeah. This, this is proper now. So, uh, Martin, my friend, local boy, huh? You, let's give it, let's chuck it to you. The Siege <laughs> of Mandalore. What did you think of the, of the, of the arc overall to start with? Oh, what did I think? I loved it. There's just no questioning that. And um, when, when are you, are you liked the Ahsoka's journey, did you think that tied in well enough to get you excited for the, the Siege of Mandalore? Yeah, because now you know where she is. You know where she's at mentally because you think for the longest time she was in the order. She knew how everything worked. She thought she had life um, tapped down and then she leaves and it's all in disarray you she doesn't know what's up what weighs up what weighs down so now she's back in her vibe she's got everything ready and she knows what she's doing anakin and obi-wan back uh, you could tell anakin was hoping that he'd get everything mm. back to normal and get her back mm. in the order but you and you can also see ahsoka questioning everything and maybe Anakin's actions and motives as well. Yeah, you could see she'd grown. And when also she questioned Obi-Wan, you're not, you're not going to Coruscant to save Coruscant, you're going to save the Chancellor. Mm. Oh! Hang on, hang on, hang on, people. Let me get my stupid... Uh, uh, no. Execution. You could say Ahsoka was the bottle opener and yes. uh, and Obi-Wan was the cap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. I, I hate to interrupt you there, Martin, but yeah, that was such a good point. But yeah, go on, mate. Carry on. And then we've got Mandalorians versus clone troopers. Oh, now, I, my loyalties were lost. I was, am I rooting for them or am I rooting for them? I just the don't know what, where to go, what to do. Yeah, it's because it's you know yeah. what's coming. You know the clones will eventually turn on the Mandos and then they've already taken over the planet after all. That's it, yeah. Yeah, man. This is, there, there was, that, and that's just like the opening of this arc. I mean, I, I'm interested to hear what you guys think about this. So, um, Luke, so, King of Wales, Siege of Mandalore. We all know, we know you're excited. The King of Wales gets excited for many things, but what were you thinking oh. leading into it? And in these first few episodes, the first few episodes, the first two episodes, you know, were you digging those? Yeah, for starters, the, the music just kept oh. you on your toes and in suspense for the the whole four episodes. Mm. And then when you when you see that it looks like Ahsoka's not going to get any help, and then all the the generals are, are saluting her, and then she goes into the room, and then half of the Five or first have painted themselves orange like her. I was, I was a bit. I was in yeah, it was stunning. 
And uh, I think it was that was, that was the first really time I well, did. Yeah, that was the first time I think I did cry this season. So. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> oh wow! Absolutely beautiful. Oh, Kate, Katie, just quickly, because um, I'm, I'm I'm worried. With, you know, you don't want to give away too many personal details on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, did you account? go see the prequels in cinemas? I did not. I didn't right. know. First okay. time I saw them was like on DVD and all that. The first, my first Star Wars cine- film I saw in cinema, if you don't count the Clone Wars, because it was, I guess, because that was it. But um, it was The Force Awakens. Wow. Okay. And I'm, That's I really... really hate that fact because I'm like, I wish I could have seen no. it in the cinema. Not a bad one. <laughs> that's, to start with. that's that's yeah, exactly. I was going to say that's not at all a bad one to start with. I mean, what an experience to start with. Um, I've a very good friend of mine, Levi. He's the exact same. So he didn't see any of the prequels in the cinemas, and it, it feels weird to to me. That feels weird. Um, but he always says, you know, his Star Wars is the Clone Wars. And he's seen the latest season of Clone Wars. And he, I mean, he was impressed up until the Siege of Mandalore. But I think at Siege of Mandalore, he was like, wow, yeah. wow, this is incredible. Because once again, <clears throat> I don't think any of us can quite understand the feeling that you have. And, you know, we love it. We enjoy it. But this, this is very special to you know you and i you know i i use this term loosely your generation mm-hmm. there's not crazy years between all of us um but you know that that, that is a fact that this has a lot of emotional weight and it's interesting for you to to say you know you saw the clones of the ahsoka painting on their face and stuff and that's emotional for you you know and this is a character that at the beginning in 2009, people were going crazy about the I didn't like her. anyway, but, but I people she was went annoying mental. and whiny. People, yeah, it's it's yeah. crazy. There we go. And now, and now look. That's the point I just wanted, mate. I, I, I'm terribly sorry for interrupting, but there we go. Just thought I'd make that point. Um, that moment with the clones painted like Ahsoka, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop the ball here. I wasn't bothered by that part in whatsoever. <laughs> I'm really, but I, because I don't mean to sound like that guy and I'm going to mention it again later on, but for me, putting my tin hat on and I feel like we're going to get some of that, some, some comments here, but I just felt like that was Filoni pandering to me. I didn't, to me, because mm. and I, I guess, and I, and looking back, the, the audience grows with the show um, and people like Levi and KT and many others out there. You know, this would have been like seeing Ahsoka go from day one to now, and obviously yeah, with Rebels and everything else, you know, this would have been like, wow, for the character. But I wasn't overly bothered by this. I just thought, uh, okay. Uh, also, they showed it in the trailer as well, which kind of took away. So had it not been in the trailer, mm. I think I would have dug it more. But because it was in that trailer, I was just a bit like, uh, mm. but I did like the fact that she, the way that she grew, the way that she's arguing back with Kenobi and Anakin, and she's like, we've got no time for this. We need to get this yeah. going now. And that was just in the first episode. And then we get to uh, the... Um, let me get to the Phantom Apprentice, which was, uh, which I think the Phantom Apprentice was the best one of the lot. I think. But with Ahsoka, we've actually had a full arc from a really young Padawan into a full-blown Jedi Master. Um, well, by the time of I, I guess, I say Jedi yeah, well, in Brack, I was going to say, Jedi yeah, Master. by the time of this, she's kind of she left the order, wasn't training, and got brought back in, and. They had time, and then they pay. And then by the time of Rebels, it's like Ahsoka the White, even, and then she'd been lost in space and time, which still bugs me. I can't stand that. But um, yeah, the Phantom Apprentice for me 
this was the best se- best episode of the entire season of season seven. But absolutely agree. Oh, absolutely agree. Go on, Martin, take it away. The Apprentice. You know, I know they motion capped the the duel, mm. the lightsaber fight, but did they motion cap any other times throughout the this season? Because sometimes the movement looked fluid, like yeah. I think know. it was just mm-hmm. that fight. I think. But you would, but but I get where Martin's coming from because there so are good, moments but... in this. Yeah, <laughs> it looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but wow, God. You must all agree, hopefully, that Ray Park, they brought him back. Oh, they had him back. probably one of the best choices they made for the series. Yeah? Yeah. And it was um, Lauren Lauren Mary Kim, I think her name was, was Ahsoka Tano in that motion capture. She was was awesome as well. She was brilliant. I just couldn't believe it. How I've watched the um, behind the scenes video of them going at it and they weren't holding back. (laughs) I don't know if there was any more in the season, but um, that uh, that fight was incredible to see. Mm-hmm. It's safe to say Ray Park is in some of the best duels in the whole of the franchise. Yeah. Maul, Maul, Maul <laughs> absolutely bosses fight, it. Yeah. I don't think Maul's ever won a fight. <laughs> no. no but that's, that's his character, isn't it? He, he's based off, I forget his name, in Greek mythology. He He is... He's almost born to lose. He he is this like this force that whenever he's trying to push the rock up the hill, it always is going to fall down. Yeah. Um, because that's oh, that's, that's what, what he is. Freddie Prince said, wasn't it? Yes, and it is. It's based off of a character in Greek mythology. You know, a lot, a, that, and that's what Star Wars is. You know, it, Star Wars takes and borrows a lot from other mythologies. See, humans do that. Even subconsciously, we do that a lot. You know. Um, and and I think you can you can definitely tell that Maul belongs in this storyline. You know, he he belongs definitely. Yeah, he's in 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 this second tier, so to speak, of of canon. You know, and I don't mean that in an offensive way, but obviously you put live action top, and then you've got this other tier, and I I, I think he fits in so well. What are you saying about that, Lukey boy? He almost balances out Ahsoka's light as well. Have you noticed mm-hmm. they like? They almost could make an awesome team together. Like, I'm not going to say a dyad in the force. Yeah, hey, no, because there's even nods to it when when the when the there's explosions and you have the the fire embers and the glass like light and dark yeah. coming together. That's a good point, actually. Because I mean, that's just one of the mental moments. I mean, just in this episode, what we you know, why are you here? Kenobi mentions Dooku is dead, so we know where we are. Maul uses like the Kylo Force mind reading on Jesse the clone. Maul asks Ahsoka to help him take Insidious down. He mentions him. She agrees. Maul then says, after after he questions him, I'm going to kill Anakin because he's going to be the one to bring it all down. They have mm-hmm. their fight, which I think was incredible. You know, even even when it's on like the rooftops of um, of the city in Mandalore, and then Maul, you know, getting stunned and then screaming, "We're all going to die!" It's just like in one yeah. twenty like three minutes. Yeah. Oh, that was... Christ, man! And all of that in twenty three minutes. <laughs> I was exhausted by the end of it. One one of the things, okay, Matty boy, this is something that you know is that one of the, one of the things when we visited Mandalore in the Clone Wars mm-hmm. earlier, it really bugged yes. me. Like the design of the city, you weren't a fan, were you? It, it didn't. No, it doesn't look Star Warsy. It, it just looks it looks very cartoony, like something you'd see in Powerpuff Girls or something. And but but in this episode, 
they were in this arc it looks it looks a lot more believable i know that's a very that's a very you know shallow thing to notice but it, it you know to me that matters you know the design the aesthetic it all needs to be coherent it all needs to be believable and i felt in this design it didn't they didn't just change the design of the city in mandalore it was it was a lot more almost darker it, it was more rough and and it is almost symbolic to what's happening to the Mandalorian civilization. Yeah. You, you, you get the feeling that this was a great power at one point, and now they're a pawn. You know, they're a pawn on a chessboard. And, um, yeah, I, I, I thought that was a really interesting, you know, li- little visual, um, oh, tasty snack. <laughs> <laughs> what about the um, banter between Maul and Ahsoka? Yes, go on. Oh, yes. So, Ahsoka treated the one of her one liners like about like you know I can sense Obi Wan's arrogance in you and all that type of yeah. stuff. Yeah, I love the banter between them. Yeah, Kenobi says, oh Kenobi just says, you know, uh, Maul doesn't know how to die, so it's best you capture him. Yeah, <laughs> and she literally does That's... it. She captures him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. She does it. <laughs> It is quality. I still can't get over. Martin's already mentioned this. The bit where he's like, where Ahsoka's like, yeah, well, you're serving the the the, the Republic. You're serving the Chancellor instead of what's doing doing what's yeah, yeah. right. And once again, you guys know. A few weeks ago, we did a uh, topic on the failure of the Jedi, and I think I'm so happy we put that out a few weeks ago because that's what Dave Filoni's been saying recently and once again you see that in this arc you see the jedi they're mugging themselves off and they know it they Mm -hmm. know it they know the clone uh, army was was ordered by some nutter and they they know they know and yet they go along with it they're still going along with it and to to further your point uh mace's arrogance against the b1 battle droids Mm. the the arrogance that that he has there that oh i've defeated blah, 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 so many of you and he just thinks he can take them all down by yes. himself what well, yeah if, yeah back to mace as well i've i've started to notice that over the the three prequels and the clone wars as you get closer to order 66 as maul says the dark side is now stronger than ever mm-hmm. mace mace does get closer to the dark side, right up to the point where he's fighting poverty and you can see the hate in his eyes. And Anakin mm-hmm. says, you know, we've got to put him on trial yeah. and Mace is like, no, no, we're killing him right here. Like, right no, now. no, yeah. Yeah. It's not the Jedi. He's, he's doing the un-Jedi thing, I well, guess that's you could it. say. Whereas Anakin is actually saying, well, he's saying I need him alive because, you know, I, I need him to save my marriage, which you don't know about, and my kids, which you don't know about. But also he does say, you know, <laughs> he, we, he, we, this isn't the Jedi way and it's Mace is just like, you know, buzz off, mate. Um, so yeah, Mace, and obviously the purple lightsaber, the blue yeah. and red combined, is obviously a fairly obvious hint of that. But yeah, Mace, and then he calls later, later on he calls Ahsoka a citizen. Yeah, like and the, the most way condescending he says it, way. it just makes it yeah. makes everyone. everyone I, I, make, I think it made made a lot of people like Mace went down in people's ranking mm. of characters. Trying to cancel well, how Mace. Cute was it then, or that you would uh, hang back just to you know? You all right, love? You know, just check she's okay and more to say. You have. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's that scene that in the on that hologram scene, which we see in in Revenge of the Sith, and obviously yeah. now we see right after that, Ahsoka walks in. But it's Ayla Secura, uh, 
Key Adimundi and Mace Windu, they all fade away, as we know that in Order 66 they're going down, or at least Mace is going down, and then Isla and uh, Key Adimundi are going to pass away. Only one, the only one left is Yoda, which I thought was extremely symbolic, but also yeah. a massive yeah. foreshadowing that these oh, three are going, but Yoda, the one who actually has oh, any kind yeah. of consideration, is, is still there. Isla might have been a, she might have been a sweet person, but she's going down, we know that, so she's fading away as well, but Yoda's the only one left, and I know it was that first, the straight away, and I was like, now we're getting to the beef of this story now. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the... It, 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 what's, the, what's the name? It foreshadows yeah, yeah. Order 66 mm-hmm. so much. It answered it in, in so many ways. The state of the Jedi, the state of the galaxy. There's this dude who's all in control of everything. Oh, I wonder who that is. Um, and lo and behold, it happens. And... <laughs> we, we all know we all know what is coming mm. order 66 happens and for me when i was watching it it almost it's silly because i thought it was going to happen but it almost felt out of the blue but it was right it was right it was the right decision to make because that's exactly what the order was for many people for all the jedi it was just out of the blue. It was like, oh, oh, well, no, they wouldn't have been like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> ah! yeah. Uh, yeah, classic Ben Solo. Ouch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, serious though, like that, and it just, just like that, the show changes. And in episode it... three of the four arc as well, they didn't leave it to the last episode. Yeah. Go on, Katie. Um, I was going to say, isn't this the f- isn't it the third episode where obviously you still have the Lucasfilm LT- is it LTD or whatever at the start in green, but then it's in th- the logo's in red, which, <laughs> yeah. and there's yeah. no music, there's no like, well, you know, there's none of that because they want to make, they're, <laughs> they're setting just, the tone straight yeah, away. Yeah, the tone on the music just keeps you on your toes all the time. The music it keeps you... was breathtaking. Okay. I was tense from when that episode started. I thought I was just, you know, I'm sitting here thinking when, you know, is it's coming? When's it going to happen? When's it happening? It's like, you can't not sit still because you just, I was sweating you and need everything to know. Was just yeah. like, And then Ahsoka on? says, do you claim the best thing to come from this war? Oh. And then Rick's get taken oh. away and you're thinking, no, it's don't coming. do it. And then Rick starts crying. It's like, don't, don't do this. But it's an incredible where Ahsoka is just there and she hears that whole scene in Palpatine's office. Oh, mate. And using Revenge of the Sith yeah. audio was incredible. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And they used Matt Lanter for one line when Anakin says, what have I done? Yeah. They, yeah. they re-edited that. They actually got Matt Lanter in to re-record that. But oh. it was great hearing Mace, uh, yeah, Mace, Anakin and uh, Palps or in their actual like movie form. That was a wicked moment. What I would have liked, though, and I know this is, this is proper like Star Wars fans, they're never happy, but I wish we'd seen that moment of Ahsoka sensing Plo Koon's death because obviously Plo Koon oh, found yeah. her. Oh, yeah, she the would, connection. You know, the connection. I wish we'd seen that. And that's one of the things which bugged me about this final arc is that I do think there was a few things I missed which could have tied things up like that. Wouldn't have just been a great moment. I, or a tragic yeah, moment. Yeah, we were tied I, up the actual parts of the season. Series, sorry, series. Yeah, I thought we were going to get um, other Jedi's doing their Order 66 as well. From like, we, I thought we were going to see more of uh, Kanan or Caleb Doom and his master, but we didn't get anything like that. He literally just kept us with the Ahsoka and Rex. I, I suppose they didn't want to take us out with that moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all, it was all Ahsoka's story, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. You would have lost that moment where Rex 
is trying to control his uh, orders. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing that gets me. Like, I mean, I mean, we'll get it. We'll get to it on the like the last episode. But um, you can see when he's told to do it, and then as soon as he sees her, he he, he doesn't shoot straight away. He's got his guns up, and his, he's obviously his hands are shaking. And if you look closely, he's crying. Like he doesn't, which yeah. gets me so. Yeah. Because when I always say when Rex cries, I, everybody cries, yeah. <laughs> and he's saying you got to find fives, got to find fives, and then they start laying down their fire, and eventually Rick Soka goes to and find. And you get the Revenge of the Sith music. Yeah, Anakin scene with the choir. Oh my god, it was it was incredible. And then she, she obviously Rex gets, she takes Rex out, finds the inhibitor chip. Like I'm one with the Force, and the Force is with me. Yeah. Tie back to the best. Oh, tie that. back to the best Star Wars film. That's aren't crazy. They? <laughs> and that was just in the third episode. And I mean, this is like, I mean, it was it was mental. So I get that. Obviously, it would have been nice to see other Jedi get murdered in Order sixty six. The way they did it, classic montage. That's it. Luke blowing all over that. But the way they did it was just keeping it on Ahsoka. The more I think about it. I, I, you know, fine. I dig that because that's where the story needed to be. But Katie, you mentioned episode four. Then I don't mean to ignore the part three, but let's let's incorporate that as well. Then because obviously this is it, the season for the series finale, guys. What say you? Victory and death. It's. I feel like well, add episode three and four together, and I guess watch it as one thing. It's probably some of the best Star Wars content ever. Like some of. Uh, like not just not just animation wise, but everything. Yeah. If you just put both of those together, um, it's, it's just crazy. It's crazy. I mean, and it's. Um, I agree. Yeah. You know, Ahsoka and Darth Maul working together to a point as well, which is cr- crazy. And um, is it? It's episode four. It's episode four with the hallway scene, isn't oh, it? Yeah. I think there's there's episode two, isn't four. there? There's one in three and one in four. Oh, is it episode, yeah, episode three? Is, is it three? Three? Because I feel like if we bypass that, because Jesus, Jesus Christ, yeah. that that hallway scene, yeah, and I, was... you know, I bought it. It was it tops the Vader one for me. Well, it definitely does. We have no because I it? feel it's a lot more savage in the sense that I don't like. I don't. I don't. I don't think there was any Ray Park mocap in that. No. But just the way he's got. You think about it. One. He's he's got no lightsabers. He's got no protect. Well, he has protection, but he's got no lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Um, but so he basically just uses the force, and it's just the way he takes out those those clone troopers. Is the fact that you know one he pulls he pulls a piece of the wall out, he throws at them, and obviously it doesn't need to show it, but he takes off their heads, yes. and that is that's so <laughs> brutal. And then yeah. you know he he brings the walls together and smashes two together, and then it was the last bit of like he wanted obviously a com link, so he held him <laughs> through the door, and he did obviously the old Mandalorian thing, <laughs> and his hand his arm came off. I'm just thinking that. Like, you know, going back to the point of like, you know, this is a kid's show and then it's not. It's like, it's, yeah. that is just incredibly Did you watch this with your, with your young daughter, Martin? Yeah, we watched it. Yeah, on the day. You said that really happily. It, it came out. Did you watch that scene and think, ooh? I did actually. I was thinking, um, but no, she was she was gripped. I was on the edge of my seat, and I, I just thought, "What on earth is going on here?" Um, <laughs> well, getting into that, obviously, that the main part of that final episode then is is Ahsoka escaping a whole star destroyer's worth of clones with Rex. Maul's on the loose, they tri- and, and essentially leads them to that hangar with that one ship to escape. And um, obviously, there's more more to it in that. For me, I mentioned on the other show that there was something bugged me about that. And I think it breaks some of the rules of order 66 that 
Ahsoka and Rex managed to fight off an entire battalion, like a Venator Star Destroyer of clones, and they're firing at her, and they're missing her like fools, whereas in the film, they're they're mowing fools down left, right, and centre. But in this episode, I was like... They become stormtroopers. Yeah, and and again, this is another thing where I'm like, I know we know that she survives, and and Rex does, and and Maul. So so the stakes for me were taken out, but I did think at times it was a bit... Like when she's hanging there, and like like seven of them are shooting, like, Dave, come on. Don't don't do that. Poor yeah. seven. There were feelings of that because I, I agree with that, mate, boy. Because there were there were moments where I was like, I don't know if they would have done this. The, the only thing I could say, just just playing devil's advocate or tr- just trying to be balanced, is I suppose Ahsoka had the advantage where she did have Rex doing that. Whereas under under normal circumstances, I'd imagine. In in that moment where Rex is resisting, Ahsoka would have been dead. So mm-hmm. the, the element of surprise was effectively taken away. Um, and plus, I guess Ahsoka knew the clones. That's that's the only thing. That, and I say that as in uh, that she knows like the weak points. She knows that their strengths and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So you know maybe that could help from from that perspective. But I do know what you mean. But. I still think, you know, for me anyway, it didn't take away from the power of this arc, especially the end bit. You know, more being, like you said, Katie, more being a savage was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, and and part of it felt, uh, yeah, I, some of it felt like I was almost expecting more, but I didn't know what to expect, you know, because the, the arc effectively ends with a uh, galactic cruiser, you know, dive nose dive in into a planet yes right yeah. and it's like it mirrors the crash and revenge of the sith yes when they bring the ship in the yes. yeah yeah well it does half a ship it does half, yeah and it's... does anyone know what the name of that planet was but well, i said it was a moon they said but i don't think it's been because i originally when i saw one of the I... stills i was like it's zepho but it's from fallen order but it isn't ah. i assumed it was one of the moons of bogdan that where we where um Dooku hires, uh, what's his name? Django Fett. Django Fett. So yeah. it sort of ties I've it all back in. They, 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 they ex- where they that. began. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've, I've seen I've that somewhere that. else. That's pretty good. Yeah. So that so that ending scene, that final again. I know you may have more points, but that Lukey boy mentioned it. Let's not it's the elephant in the room. That final little mon- epilogue with with bad with Vader. Darth I don't think anybody expected it. Either. No. I expect, you know, I think everybody really would, would have been happy. Well, not happy because it was, it's not a happy ending. Um, no. But would no, have been happy for it to end before that happened. But then you're like, okay, there's more. Obviously, yeah, they, they actually have the the clone like graves. Like they put the helmets on the sticks as a sign of respect. And the soaker drops <laughs> a lightsaber. And then after that, obviously the snow comes. Vader's there. He ignites the blue, and he sees and he finds Ahsoka's lightsaber. And you see the the final shot is Vader walking away. With um, reflected in the clone's helmet, so that kind of final moment. So we're, we're crashed now. Ahsoka and Rex are doing their thing, and then Vader. What are we thinking? How on? how far into the future do you think that is? I keep going with te- I go between like five and ten years. So I reckon I reckon it's only about a year or two. I'm I'm thinking it's around uh, Empire time and where Vader's starting to turn back. Because I think shot. that would play heavier mm-hmm. on him turning back as well. Because mm-hmm. I because I said they didn't want anyone but Luke being. Any any part of him turning, yeah. So that's it, why I said a year or two because I don't I don't mm. want anyone else other than Luke Skywalker being, <clears throat> or, or maybe Padme when he gets to it, being kind mm. of the part of the reason. Again, no nothing against any character, but it takes away from me 
Luke, what Luke Skywalker did to bring his father yeah. back? It's, um, I was just going to say, it's also quite like, obviously that I don't feel sorry for Vader at that point, but you kind of like, I feel like he, when he's holding the lightsaber or he have it, he has it turned on. I don't know if I see a bit of, because I mean, you can see through his helmet as well. You can see his yeah. eyes, which is, which is mental to see. And it's, um, I feel mm. like I can see Anakin there for like one split second thinking about yes. this is what I've lost. And isn't it the same eye where he breaks the mask in Rebels? I think so. Yeah, uh, I think it is when he turns around. Yeah, it's a yeah. good shout. What about you, Martin? Mate, that final, that final end with Rex and Ahsoka, and then Vader. Do you know what that scene? It hit me hard. I I just wasn't expecting it. Um, and seeing the helmets on the graves, the made-up graves, that was that was heavy. That's when they, sorry to interrupt. That's when when they were painted as Ahsoka. That's when it made more emotional weight for me then but also mm. the lack of um voice audio you're just left with this somber somber tones mm. uh, and that's all you needed really yeah what could they say yeah because because that's all although i know we've mentioned it a few times in this show that it is effectively a kid's show you know this story doesn't have a good ending this story right now doesn't have a good ending clone wars was just a massive, massive chess move. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the people who 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 wins? The Jedi don't win. Ahsoka doesn't win. Anakin and Obi-Wan don't win. The clones certainly don't win. Palpatine wins. That's it. That is the only person who wins. And I think that you know that ending just just summarizes that because it's cold and it oh, yeah. should feel cold. Um, and I think that is the journey that it shows. Um, and I think it, it, it was a tremendous way to end it. When tremendous Vader was flanked by Imperial stormtroopers who obviously took over from the clones and they're looking at the, the buried helmets of the clones and it is kind of like the final, like, this is the, this is very much now and that was the, the past. It is like the burying of that part of galactic history, which is very... Um, very moving. So I thought that whilst I I wasn't a huge fan of some parts of this episode because uh, I'd heard online that it was the best thing ever. I don't think it was. I think the Phantom Apprentice blasts blast this one out the water. But that ending, not just not just with Vader, but the actual moment before with Rex and Ahsoka as they you know have the memorial, and that's powerful, man. And then obviously oh, yeah. Vader finding the lightsaber which he gave yeah, to Ahsoka. It's 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 powerful, man. So um, I mean, in terms of the actual twelfth episode arc. Which one? Um, which one do you guys say was your favourite? Uh, it's got to be between Phantom Apprentice and um, the last episode, Victory and what's it called? Victory and Death. It's got to be between those. Yeah. Those two. Lukey Boy Summerfield. Uh, the, the shattered for me. Which and Victory third and Death. One this, yeah. Yeah. Mate? I was going to say shattered as well. Yeah, fives. Fives, fine fives. Yeah. That's mine. <laughs> Lukey Bly? Um, I can't Which help. Martez I like... did you like the most? Yeah, and the Martez. Yeah. <laughs> Spicy, mate. Um, I'm going to say it's a toss-up between Phantom Apprentice and Victory and Death. I, It's hard to choose between the two because the Victory and Death, for me, punches in the right place emotionally. Um, They're both it amazing for different reasons. 
Exactly. Exactly. I I would just say, and I know I do this a lot, so I'm cheating, but I don't care. Um, (laughs) The the last arc. The last arc in general, I think if you can, it is just one. It is glorious and a great way to send off Clone Wars. And I don't know about you guys, but it gets me wanting to watch Rebels. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. That's just you would have just started doing now. Just got back into Rebels again. Yes, you have. I do hope at when obviously the world's getting back to a sense of normality and, you know, mm-hmm. cinemas start opening again, because people were petitioning it. I really, really, really hope Disney might think about it. Like just re- put all those episodes together, like those four episodes and put them in the cinema right. for a cinema experience. I would just love to see that. Right. I, hope I don't they do think that, it's going to happen, yeah. but I really, really hope that you at least that. think about it. Cause that would Come be... down to Basildon and we'll all go watch it together. That would be insane. No, that would I, be class. I agree. This final arc was, for me, it had its ups and downs for me, um, but it was the best of the lot. And the Phantom, Phantom Apprentice for me was my was my number one. And interestingly enough today, I found out that The Clone Wars is the number one most streamed show on Disney Plus in, in the United States in a minute. Mandalorian is number two. Star wow. Wars, is it, is it dead? Is, yeah, is it hell? <laughs> so final question now for you guys before we wrap it all up. Season seven's been and gone. We've had three arcs, but we've had seven seasons. How did season, season seven stack up to the rest of the series. Now, knowing all the ups and the downs and the hype of Clone Wars saved, how did this stack up to everything that came before? Well, I think it shows how much the show has grown. Mm-hmm. And there's the the animation that just got better and better and the, and the characters just are fantastic. And then the music, Kevin Kiner, his music has just got better and better as well. Keep saying Kevin Kiner. I think has earned the right to maybe have his own movie. Yes, yes. They should, they need to get him involved definitely. Very Blade Runner and and also Stranger Things as well. Yeah. I got vibes of those things. Very 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 dark and haunting, but also just just poppy enough for it to be fun. Yeah, that's not what too depressing. So yeah. uh, Martin, how did this how did this um, season fare for you as compared to the others? This one, for me personally, it punched up above the rest because it 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 melds everything together. It, it it solidifies what's come before, but it solidifies what comes. We know what comes next. It brings it all together. Yeah, and Katie, there there's obviously moments from past seasons, so like Dob, like you know the Domino Squad and the Umbara arc and things mm. like and you know the conspiracy f- with Fives and things like that. There's loads of loads of good moments for obviously what's gone before, but I feel like yeah, this season definitely, obviously it being the most recent helps, but um, it will uh, sure. stick in my mind for a long time, especially obviously those last four episodes, especially because it it does a really good job as martin said you know tying everything together connecting everything and uh you know tying a neat little bow into everything you know so it's it it stacks up very very high it but as i said it stacks up very very high for me personally in all star wars content not just animation that's what it's all about that's wicked and again like you say if your experiences in cinema and with streaming and that that's that's incredible to hear that it, it, everything that's been and gone this is what's going up there for you luke bligh Season seven of a man like me, I think, who prefers Rebels. What are you thinking, mate? 
I think it's tremendous. I think the middle arc lets it down. I don't want to tread on ground that people have already said because I do think overall this is a amazing success. It deserves the popularity it has. Um, I'm not surprised it is the most popular thing on Disney Plus right now. Um, but yeah, I think there are moments and arcs in other seasons I did prefer um, other than Siege of Mandalore. I think Siege of Mandalore is definitely definitely up there and for me i'm just glad that this bit of canon is finished it bugged me that clone wars just kind of stopped and it was canon so you mm-hmm. just kind of had this weird it so they were going to end it they were yeah. going to end it at some point um so yeah i'm i'm very pleased with what we got and i think it is once again a testament to dave filoni's ability to create star wars and i think he is getting better and better he gets it, doesn't he? He does get it. Yeah, he does. He does. I mean, to all the people that, you know, to the to the part of the fandom that thinks Disney's not good for Star Wars, I mean, they bought you back Clone Wars and they bought you this. So there you yeah. go. What more could you want? Yeah, Luke Bly, Martin Mead, Luke Summerfield, Katie Stubbs, dirty. Um, yeah, I think this was a. <laughs> I think this was a good season. I think you had a great arc. I think you had a, a a very good arc, and I think you had an okay arc. I think so. You've got kind of three levels of spe- three levels on the spectrum for me, and Bar Rock still wins for me. I'm glad Katie mentioned that because that arc mm. is just boss. So I was yeah. happy with this up uh, with this final season. You know, had it been an extra eight episodes, I think we would have got something out of this world. I think, especially with everything Filoni's learnt since then yeah. and where where we know the story went. But we got twelve episodes. I'm not going to complain. And like Luke Bly said, they've tied it up now. We've got our ending, and the way they ended it. I don't think they could have done any better. So, guys, I think that kind of rounds up our roundtable. So, everybody, uh, I want to say thank you so much for coming on. Thank you very much for having having us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's been thank an absolute so blast. Yeah, you absolute legends. And I'm sure it won't be the last time you guys are on. We love to chat the wars. And it's great. it's just great to talk to people who are passionate about Star Wars, you know, that's our favourite thing in the world, especially right now, is mm. absolute class. So thank you so much, everyone. No, and uh, it was a great idea by Lukey Bly for this particular episode. This man, not just great hair, great ideas as well. But Lukey Bly, I think that does round up the second Star Wars roundtable session. So if the guys out there listening want to find us, what's the deets? They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. There's our cheeky little website. They can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. That's at Star Wars Session on the Twitterverse. And they can slide into our galactic DMs on the Instagram at Star Wars Sessions. That's at Star Wars Sessions on Instagram. Or feel free to drop us a cheeky voice note or a cheeky message to our email address, SWS at whatawatchedtonight.co.uk that's sws at whatawatchedtonight.co.uk and if you want to support the show further please consider checking out our patreon at patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions you can hear us now also on anchor fm spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher TuneIn, deezer iHeartRadio, some place called owl tree wherever that is and everywhere else in the galaxy you can find a podcast where there if you love our show please do consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice and also head on to over to podchaser.com it's the imdb for podcasts we're on there so that makes it awesome and if you have 30 seconds please do drop us a uh, a good review on there too because it helps the show grow gets more listeners to engage with uh, as along with you guys 
as we say, we love hearing from you guys every week, and we do mean it when we say thank you. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell the King of Wales and his neighbour. Tell your Ewok, tell your cousin, the more the merrier, the castle's spicier. Tell him all about the Martin Medichlorians. Yes, I got it in there. Tell him <laughs> this is the podcast you're looking for. So to our guests, thank you all so much for coming on and joining in this roundtable session. From me, see ya, and from Luke. May the force be with you. Always. <laughs> Medichlorians, that is class. Whee! <laughs> 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 <laughs>